Hello beautiful light beam, I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-led, spirit-driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, Echo, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence. Okay, let's begin. Hello beautiful light beam. We are on to week three of the manifesting series. The last couple of weeks we spent with Marlene Cronin who shared her secrets to claiming what you want but also letting go of expectations of how it has to arrive. Now this week we have once again, Mel Huster's Energy Alchemist here. Now, you may remember Mel from the Manu series, but this week I really wanted to hear from Mel how she views manifesting, how she helps her clients to manifest, because part of manifesting, I guess, the big part is the energy work, is manipulating your energy field, but also the practical side, the doing, taking aligned action. And who better to speak to about this than Mel, who manages to have this wonderful balance between the energy world and the practical physical world. So here is energy alchemist Mel Hustis once again sharing her secrets to manifesting everything you desire. Hello, beautiful light beams. We are going to have a beautiful conversation today with Melanie Eustace, who is the energy alchemist. And we've had Mel here before. I've given you a little bit of an introduction, but I am so, so genuinely, extremely, excitably happy that you are back here to have this conversation with me. Welcome, Mel. Thank you so much for having me. I too am very excited. Oh, it's always such a pleasure to speak with you. And I know that when I had you for not that long ago for Mm -hmm. the money series, there were so many listeners who really, really enjoyed your approach, which was a fusion of both the energetics that we all love, but also the practical Mm -hmm. side that is so helpful when we really, really feel like, okay, I need to know, like, what can I actually do? And so what I was thinking of this series on manifesting, um, I knew straight away you were like the first person that came to mind. We need you here and pick your brains and uh, have you share with us, um, I guess, what you know about manifesting, your own experiences and how you approach it. Now, before we dive into this conversation, uh, let me just waffle on a little bit more and I just want to share with everyone why this series because we're coming to the end of the year as we get closer to the end of the year especially new year's eve the veil is thinning again my friends and it is very much similar to Lionsgate, i guess where we are able to um really create visions for the next year for our life and a really call in whatever it is that you want to call in. Now, this is this is possibly why so many people are so inspired to do news resolutions and they want to start the year with something new, something, you know, uh, a new beginning, a new habit. Uh, that energy comes from actually this veil thinning 
and you are being imbued by these energies of anything's possible. What do you want? The universe is listening. Now, as these awakened beings, we're not just going to limit ourselves to news resolutions, you know, going to the gym a bit more or, you know, becoming healthier by doing something for 30 days. We are going to hear all these lovely, um, I want to say manifesting experts, because to me, that's what all of these guests that I have invited are, but in their own right, they are um, leaders, thought leaders, experts, energy facilitators, spiritual practitioners who will share with us how we can actually make the most of this inspiring time of these beautiful energies that want to come through you so that you can create um, the life that you desire the life the human experience that your soul wants to live he here well here so with that this is the idea behind this series this is why we're doing it now and now um, <laughs> over to you Mel um, perhaps we can start with how you see manifesting sure great place to start so probably a decade or so ago I was all gung-ho about manifesting and oh my goodness I didn't understand it at all <laughs> and I tried and I tried and I couldn't figure out why what I was trying to manifest was not coming to me so this has been a long journey of learning and evolution for me and what I have kind of settled on is that my previous understanding of manifesting, which is what I think a lot of people also think manifesting is, is finding outside of ourselves what it is that we want, that job, that relationship, that house, that car, and then finding a way to pull it into our lives, right? So it's like, it's an attraction of pulling what we want to us. And what I have learned is that that doesn't typically work. At least it didn't work for me. Let me put it that way. And what I have come to understand it as is getting settled on not what I want, but what I am, my being, my energy, my soul. And when I can get into alignment with the truth of who I am and then spread that out into the world, all of those things that I want come to me on their own. I don't have to go out and get them. I don't have to work for it. I just align to where I'm meant to be energetically and then things that often are even better than what I had hoped for just magically appear in my life. I love that. I love that because you've touched straight away on an amazing, amazing point that I know has been asked in my, my free Facebook group around I've been doing all the things that all these manifesting gurus say, the list you know the exercises and still I can't seem to manifest what I want and you have just given us this perfect answer because it is going from searching from what's outside that you need to be happier to going within how did you yeah. arrive at that though because let's say we are now realizing, okay, I'm trying to call all these things in. It's not happening. Um, I really want that new car. Oh, I really want my business to succeed. Oh, I really want to be that great medium. Uh, whatever it is, right? Or that mm -hmm. true love. So how do we explain to that person to go within and find it there and be that? Um, okay, where to start, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I would love to start with is again, part of my experience is that there's a, a very big difference between something that we want, which is very ego-based. Everyone else has that fancy house. I want the fancy house, right? There is a need, like perhaps learning the value of money before we can create abundance. We often don't want those things, right? And then there's dreams, which in my understanding is possible for us if we can get to that alignment. So our wants, oftentimes we don't get, at least not when we want them, right? Not in the same time that we want. Our needs, we always receive, whether we want them or not. And dreams is this magical place where I think manifesting actually comes in, where if we do all the things, we actually can create what is meant for us. But I think it's also key to understand that what is meant for us. Right. And so this My is God. where 
I differ again from a lot of people I've heard and used to believe for a long time that if you can dream it, it's possible. And I love that idea. It's beautiful. And I do believe that anything is possible, but most people cannot create absolutely anything in their lives. Like let's say I'm in an accident and I lose a limb. I don't honestly think I'm going to be able to manifest my body to grow a new limb. Right. I just, I have not witnessed that. I'm not saying it's not possible, but realistically, it's probably not going to happen. Or if I fall in love with my best friend's husband and I decide that I'm going to manifest that he's going to fall madly in love with me, well, chances are I'm just going to end up ruining a friendship. Right. I'm not going to have that happen. Because now you're breaching on someone else's uh, free will or, you know, their energy field. Right. Because we can't, it has to serve all parties. Exactly. It has to serve everyone, but most of all, it has to serve us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, what we think we want, right? Those ego desires is not what actually serves us. Mm -hmm. And that's when we really have to differentiate between one of those ego wants and a soul's desire. Mm -hmm. Love that. So if you're working at something and it's just not happening and you're doing all the things, Maybe it's not meant for you. And I think that's something in the spiritual world we don't often ask ourselves. Mm. I want to throw something else. I want to throw something else into this. Because I often think that the ego-based desire is like that dangling carrot in front of us to motivate us to grow and become we need to become here so mm-hmm. i i like to use this example of um i think it's the wright brothers who had this idea of man flying now you know how you said if you can dream it you can it's it's available to you mm-hmm. and so the the fact that they've conceived this idea like man flying uh obviously it appeared somewhere in the ether it is possible, right? Because you had this thought. Um, then that desire, which maybe was ego-based, right? Like, who want to fly? Mm-hmm. Was the motivation to get them through the motions of developing this craft of flying. Because when you look at it, seemingly, I mean, men can't fly. No one's going to grow wings, right? It's impossible. But it was the dangling carrot of like, okay, one day we're going to get men to fly. Like this has to work. And it got them through these emotions of, you know, the challenges, the failed, you know, whatever they've created prototypes. But eventually that's what, that's where they succeed. They got men to fly, obviously not mm-hmm. with the wings, right? And so I kind of feel like whether it's the love, you know, like even that that example that you said of I want to manifest, you know, my friend's husband leaving my friend and coming and being with me. Maybe you love what they have. Maybe you love who he represents. And that's what you want. You want to feel this. You want to have this kind Mm. of man, not necessarily him, but that is the motivation to kind of go like, okay, well, I have to feel worthy maybe of this love. Perhaps I have to let my walls down. Perhaps I have to go out more and say yes more instead of being so focused on, no, it's him. I want him, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I just want to throw this in there because I feel like there's this, and and Neville Goddard talks about this bridge of events, I think, or incidents, I think he calls it, that we have to go, we have to follow before we get to the place, you know, before we have that desire. And often we give up or we think it's about that and it's not nothing to do with us and our own growth. We refuse to learn value of money, right? And so mm-hmm. therefore we're just so focused. No, it has to come to us somehow. I don't need to learn anything. So I really wanted to just expand on this, you know, how perhaps the ego creates the desire mm-hmm. and maybe it is this carrot that is dangled to motivate you to go along that bridge so you grow and learn 
maybe you will be going into the wrong areas and you will be forcing, you know, your head against the wall and nothing will come through and you give up. Maybe you need to look at yourself. Maybe there's growth. How do you think? Of, what do you think about this little curveball? I, I don't, I don't think it's a curveball at all. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> and just because I, it can be the carrot for sure, but just because it's an ego desire initially doesn't mean it's not for you. It's right. It can be more than one thing, but I think what you're saying is key is it gets kind of the engine going. It gets us started down that road. And part of where a lot of people can go wrong with manifesting isn't exactly what you're speaking about, where maybe I'm envisioning the wings, but they're not the wings that I thought they were. So we have to set our intentions, get really crystal clear on what our dreams and desires are. But then we kind of have to get out of the way at the same time and allow the universe to bring what is ours to us in the way that it knows best. Mm. Right. And the more we control, no, I want wings with feathers. Well, the universe is going to be like, uh, no, not <laughs> so you're not going to get it. Right. <laughs> but exactly. Not in this lifetime. Um, but if you just focus on men flying, well, the universe will say, let me bring in all of these new ideas and inspirations mm. that you hadn't thought of. Yes. So I think it, it goes into exactly what I was saying before. Yeah. It's just another layer deeper, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love that because uh, here's the interesting thing. Mel. I was once part of this seminar and it was actually an Akashic record one, but the lady actually said um, something similar around, oh, I think it was around actually manifesting. So the part, the topic was, this particular topic was, you can co-create with the Akashic records. And my understanding was more kind of like, oh, I'm a little bit stuck where do I go from here? Or I don't understand why I'm coming across all these obstacles, what's happening. So you go into your Akashic records and you kind of receive guidance there. And then you kind of know, oh, okay, so maybe I need to work on myself words. Maybe I need to do some shadow work, blah, blah, blah. But there was this person and they were very focused on the manifesting the way the secret and like, you know, that sort of watered down version that's out there of like mm -hmm. creating the vision board and doing your writing and stuff. And so I think at one point this teacher said, well, if you are struggling and you can't manifest this way, maybe it's not meant for you. And they were really upset this person got really upset because they go like, well, how can you say that, that I'm not worthy to receive it? Like it's only like the wealth is only limited to what this person, but not me. Or like, you know, I'm not um, good enough to, you know, receive whatever, you know? And I, I didn't think that's what the teacher meant. And she tried right. to explain it. She was trying to open them up to like, there is more, but you're very focused on this teeny tiny narrow. Like I want, I want to win touch lot. I want to make millions, let's say, right. Well, maybe right. you're not here to win millions, you know, so you won't get the numbers from the Akashic records. Um, have you ever come across someone who has that sort of resistance or like, what would you say to <laughs> someone who's like, well, <laughs> Me. <laughs> like, what would you say to someone like that who's like well how dare you why do you think it's not available to me okay so first I just love to share a little story of my own mm -hmm. when I first so I was in finance before I did this work and when I was trying to create a successful business and I was all about manifesting and I had read the secret and all of that I was so in it. And I would literally sit in my beautiful office and I would manifest, I would meditate, I would call in, I would talk to my guides, I would do all of the things. But I didn't go on social media and tell anyone I had a business. I didn't put flyers into the neighborhood to say, hey, <laughs> come and see. I literally thought that all I had to do was sit there and manifest. And I mean, now it's just hilarious to me, but that's what we were told back then. That's all you have to do. So I certainly know what it's like to be there. Just wanted to start with that. What would I say? There's two things that I would say. The first thing is that when I say something may not be meant for you, there's an understanding, at least with me, that 
if it's not meant for you, it's not because you're not worthy. It's because there's something even better for you that you are going to love more. That's going to bring you more joy, more abundance. And if the universe supports you in manifesting what you think is best, they're actually doing you a disservice, Mm. right? So to me, it's a beautiful thing if it's not meant for you. You just kind of have to open up to that idea. And then the other part with it is maybe it's not meant for you now. Maybe like we're talking about doing the work, do your trauma healing, look at your limiting beliefs, right? Look at your money stories, your relationship experience. Maybe if it comes to you now, you won't have the capacity to actually hold it because you're not ready. And you will have this beautiful gift for a fleeting moment and it's gone. Whereas if you do some other things first, follow those carrots, those ego desires, right? Go to the places you need to go. Then when you are ready, the universe brings it to you and you get to keep it. Yeah, and you will appreciate it so much more. Because how many times have we wished for something? And I remember this even as a child. This could be even a Christmas gift, right? Like you saw the ad, they're playing with it. It's this amazing gift. And you want it, you just say, I want to have this for Christmas. This is it. And I remember in the lead up to Christmas, I was already seeing myself playing with this. It's going to be amazing. This is going to be so cool. I'm going to be doing this and that, you know. And then I got it. And, and, you know, I was excited and happy and we played for a few days. But then I was like, oh, you know, oh, the magic has disappeared, right? And that always yeah. reminds me, actually, um, whenever, you know, we have these conversations with a client or with anyone around, you really will appreciate it more. Divine timing, you getting yourself into the being of this someone who 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 can hold this, who can appreciate it, who can run this, who can be there, you know, at the head or whatever it is, and and you know to get yourself there, um, you know, it takes a while, but also the universe is moving. It's like a chessboard; it has to move a few pieces around. So it's not just you but in order for you to get this you know maybe they have to move something here maybe they have to move something there and and you want at the end appreciate it right you do want to you want it to be exactly what you said you want to be able to hold that capacity so I love that that is such a cool way to say it thank you this is probably the missing key that this person needed to hear from (laughs) this teacher (laughs) and I understand that because we all have those experiences where in our brain, it makes so much sense, but sometimes the words just don't, well, you know what? I was going to say, sometimes the words don't land properly, but I'm actually going to contradict myself here. That person needed to feel frustrated. Mm. I don't know why. And it's not the kindest feeling, you know, Mm. to put on someone, but I truly believe that we receive everything we need exactly when we need it. Yeah even in situations like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Because when I recall, I mean, this teacher is so peaceful. So you're not like some people that you're like, nothing shakes them. And you know, they're just Mm -hmm. like this Eckhart Tolle just, and she was, you know, like, I was sitting there going like, Oh, my God, how are you gonna get yourself out of this now? Like, I was sitting there like, (laughs) Oh, my God, but she wasn't like, I said, she's paddling back because to me, I'm like, how do you get out of this? But she was so and I almost now when you said this I'm like I'm wondering whether that's exactly how she felt you know like that's exactly what you needed to hear in that moment from her um but thank you for saying it in this way as well because you know it's it's um it gives us hope because the thing is that I think manifesting ever since it appeared you know through the secret um or even Abraham Hicks um when it appeared it gave us hope that we can be more that there is more that there is this something whether it's this magical pill called secret you know formula you know or something that we don't have to be stuck in a autonomous you know automatic autopilot life if we don't Mm -hmm. want to right and it has become like this shining star so my question to you now is um 
because obviously you work with energies. Do you get clients that come to you and say, I am here. I don't like to be here. I want to be there. Can mm-hmm. you help me? And then how do you help yeah. them? I mean, that's probably every client. Same with you, right? That's why people come to us for help. Mm. <laughs> and I have a very simple way of doing this. And I may have even talked about this on one of the other podcasts that we did together. But when I am trying to manifest or create something in my life, I try not to focus on the thing itself. So if we want to use the example of, let's say, an apple orchard, I want to grow apples. It's my dream, make cider, you know, whatever, apple pies. And I don't know how I'm going to do that. If I try to focus on apples and the orchard and the little store I'm going to have, it's really hard for the universe to give me that because what if that particular orchard isn't for sale? What if the particular area I'm you know, thinking about isn't actually conducive to growing apples? Like there's all of these different um, details that come into play that I might not even understand. So maybe I'm even focusing on something that's not possible. So instead, what I do is I think of me in my orchard with my little shop selling all of my wares. And how do I feel? Like I put myself in that future. And what do I feel? And if I'm feeling really content, maybe I'm feeling really proud of myself because I finally did what I said I was going to do. Maybe I feel overwhelmed with joy because everyone is so happy to come and shop at my store and we have great conversations. But just to envision myself actually having that and focus on the feeling, which is energy, right? So that energetic vibration that I want to experience. And then what I do is I work backwards. So let's say that energetic experience is joy when I finally create that dream. So how can I today bring that vibration of joy into my life? Might have nothing to do with an apple orchard, nothing to do with a store, nothing to do with manifesting. But when my kids give me a hug in the morning, I just notice that joy. And so what it kind of does is if we do this on a regular basis, it anchors the vibration of what we want in our physical form. And as we know, when we, what we put out to the universe, we get more of it back. So then as I go through my day, anchoring these little pockets of joy, I'm putting out to the universe, I want more joy. And then what happens is I don't have to seek joy. The universe brings it to me. And this is a way of calling in what I actually want. And this is going back to that ego desire versus a soul's dream. Maybe my ego thinks it's the apple orchard. But maybe what is actually meant for me is a car dealership. Right? I don't know. Maybe that's what is meant for me. And if I am focusing on the orchard, I'm never going to get the dealership. But if I keep focusing every single day on what I want to feel in the orchard, that joy, that connection, that sense of satisfaction... The universe is going to bring me that dealership and I'm not going to know until I'm sitting in my desk, you know, in that manager's chair, looking out at my dealership and I go, this is the feeling that I wanted. This is it. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of a, an energetic take on calling in what you want. And in my experience, when we focus on the thing, we often fail. Yeah, the thing, the time, the place, the specifics. Yes. Mm. And when we just focus on the feeling, the vibration, the energy, we always get what we want. And the best thing is we don't have to wait because we can give it to ourselves right now. Yes. And then if the dream never happens, guess what? We still had what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. In a better form, like you said, in a better form. I mean, yeah. In this example, the car dealer, right? It's the way you're meant to be. And yeah. I have so many things I want to say right now. Oh my God, please don't let me forget. But I want to I want to say this first. Um, you know, the attachment to place, space, and time. Because so many times in my sessions, like I, I've done this group session at the beginning of the year, and the instructions that I actually channeled for this group was when you create your visualization, like when you create this something, you have to suspend it in time and space. And 
what's interesting is because one of the participants said, but I thought we're not meant to get hung up on space and time. Now, for this visualization, it was to make it real, right? Right. But also, what the Akashic Master said is, as humans, we have this huge fear of disappointment. You know, if I say I'm going to have a new car by Christmas and then Christmas rolls up and, oh, my God, the car is not here, like my disappointment plus I've told everyone, right? So, yeah. So that fear of disappointment is so big that actually the teaching here is if you can suspend it in time and place but not get attached that it has to happen in that time. We're just creating something that seems real because we don't want to just wishy-washy stuff. So we're going to anchor Mm -hmm. it into space and time, let's say Christmas, but detach from it, go kind of like it's either going to happen then or at a much better time, whenever that is, right? Could be six months from now. You are actually learning in that moment this this detachment, which has been uh, mentioned so many in so many different forms by different um, spiritual gurus or manifesting gurus, where they say, "Oh, just ignore it and it'll come," or "Don't chase it, it'll come," right? Mm-hmm. And they actually said for us that is the biggest thing to detach. So you create something, and this is the same. That that's what reminded me of uh, when you said that, Mel, with the orchid. You know, you get so like, don't get too hung up. It has to be this, right? Or it has to be right. the orchid that's three kilometers away because you saw it on a drive. You know, whatever. Maybe yeah. it's gonna be five ways that way, right? Um, yeah. And it's actually learning to put that out there generating that um feeling that emotion that we want but detaching from the outcome of how it will arrive when it will arrive you know it's going to be perfect and that was the learning and I thought it was really fascinating because that was the first time when um the Akashic master said don't give it space and time when you're creating this visual but don't get attached to it. So even as you're visualizing it, don't get attached to it. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. It's like, yeah, we're doing it for the purpose of your mind kind of playing along. Don't get attached to it. It's the same with money. When someone says, when someone comes into my session, they said, well, I want to create a business. I want to work for myself. Why do you want to do that? Well, so I can make more money or I want to make something that's profitable and make money. Well, of course you want because, you know, otherwise you don't have a business. But I, I, don't think money should ever be the motivator um yes it is to survive and stuff but sometimes you know you need to get maybe another job in the meantime you know or whatever but if you have money as the motivator for doing anything I feel like you will be going down the wrong path it might lead you to burnout it might lead you down to creating a business that doesn't actually feel maybe aligned but it makes sense logically it will bring money um it may lead you down a path to learn courses from people or buy courses that maybe um you know fear of missing out or whatever but they're not actually substantial and so that is another thing I feel like you know in this detachment you have to take I feel I I personally think money off the table when Mm -hmm. you're trying to um create or call in a desire that is you know supposed to improve your life because we think money will but I also feel like if that's your starting point, it might have a very short life. I don't know. It absolutely think. will have a short life because the thing with money is that money in and of itself is not a problem solver, but mm. it is a resource that can help you solve problems, right? It's all of the spiritual stuff. There's such fine lines, right? Yeah. It, it can be yeah. very confusing. That's why I love talking to you about this. And I, you, but if I am not good in my life, if I'm not good with myself, if I, again, I'm not ready to hold what is actually mine, you could manifest that money, but then it's going to leave very quickly because if you can't manage a thousand dollars a month, you're not going to be able to manage, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a month. It's the same basic principles with money. It's the same basic principles with being human, with being happy, with healing, with the energy. We really need to start with where we are in this moment. 
and make that as good as we possibly can with the resources we currently have. And that's when the universe will say, she's ready for more. Yeah. Right? So, so I cool. agree. Yeah. That's money should not point. be I money should not be a primary motivator. Obligation should not be a primary motivator. And fear should not be a primary motivator, Ooh. in my opinion. Yes. All but- three of those things, if you manage to actually manifest what you want, I'd be very impressed because it probably won't happen. But if you can, you will not keep it. Why? No, it's more, if that is the motivator, then we have a little bit more work to do. And I feel like then we need to go back to the money series and and yeah. Mel's <laughs> episode. Now, I have a question. This is the other question that I didn't want to forget mm-hmm. because um, I would love for you, if you know the answer or your perspective on this, what is the difference between let me see how I want to ask this what is the difference between a premonition and your imagination um so when you are so I know people who are so psychic that let's say when they saw a house a two-story house since they were little they were drawing this house when they finally decided to sell and move uh, with their family they knew the house that they will have is going to be a townhouse you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna have water around you they saw all these specifics in their dreams or whatever yeah and that's exactly what they got Mm-hmm. So how is that different to a person that wouldn't consider themselves psychic, maybe to that degree, sitting here and visualizing that house? Tricky question, but I just love your thoughts on this. Okay, let me see if I understand. So are you asking how someone could have a more clear premonition or how someone could manifest? Well, tell the difference because let me okay. let me yes because this is the thing so I would use this example let's say you know this person has seen this house and this and it's yes. like yes this is the house for me boom they got the house even the dog boom they got the dog but they're very psychic and they say you know it's like um their guides are showing them that but how right. do I explain it whether it's a newbie who has just started you know or someone who's wanting to manifest say well I close my eyes and I have to try really hard to visualize like nothing is shown to me. So does that mean I can't manifest or do that? I think, yes. Thank you for that clarity. Um, Absolutely. Everyone can do this. I believe everyone is intuitive. Everyone can talk to spirit. We are all empaths. I think we are all gifted with the same gifts. They just show up differently for each person. And like anything, the more you work on something, the better you tend to get, right? But everyone can do this. And the difference I would say is that when you are in alignment with your soul's truth, what that intuitive would have had that premonition about, you feel it in your body, okay? So like the neck down. (laughs) So if I am visualizing the house that I want to call in and I feel warm and fuzzy, Or maybe I feel really grounded and settled. Or for someone, it might be just, you know, a little excitement in their tummy, like that little flip that your tummy does. But it's something that you feel when it's right for you. And when you are imagining or pretending of what you think you want or what you think is for you, it's above the neck, right? So you're going to be thinking, well, it would make sense because I have three kids. It would have to be a four-bedroom house. I'm going to have four bedrooms. And because brick is sturdier than siding, okay, so it makes sense. I want a strong house. There better be bricks on it, right? So one is very much logical. What should I call in, right? Which is very controlled and very judgmental versus what is available for me. And that's all about feeling in the body. Does that make sense? Oh my God. That is the best explanation I have ever 
Whatever. Okay. Wow. I want I want this to go on the record. We can have Melanie on a podcast completely unprepared. She has not heard any of these questions. I'm literally just <laughs> coming up with them as we're talking. I could literally ask you anything and you don't blink. You have an answer. And it I don't know me. if I always have an answer, oh, but I'll talk it. about it. <laughs> but it lands like perfectly. I'm like, oh my God. Um, you know, when something lands and you're like, yes, a whole bunch of yes. Can I share why that is? I mean, yeah. first of all, thank you for that beautiful compliment, but it's not because I'm different than anyone else at all. It's because exactly what I'm talking about. When you and I have a conversation, my heart is open and I'm not thinking, not above the neck. I'm not thinking about what should I tell people about manifesting? I'm curious, what is Kasha going to ask me and how can I show up to connect with that? The second I go in my head, I'd like, um, um, uh, right. Because yeah. it's not in flow. It's not in alignment with my soul. So all of us, we drop below the net and into our heart space or into our bodies. That happens for you too. Yeah. Don't you find that? Yes. Well, this is why, like, whenever I do sessions, a side note, like, whenever I do sessions where I'm like, okay, we need to go deep or, you know, I need you to absorb this information with your soul, not with your mind, or we yeah. drop into a hard space. Or I say, you know, like, you're not in your body. When you're not in your body, you're out there, you know, like, worrying, anticipating, analyzing, you know. But when you drop into your body, it's so calming and so peaceful. I actually did, um, because I thought we were – an hour earlier supposed to connect and then I was oh I've got an hour so I was meditating and I was dropping into my body and I did a chakra clearance and like everything and I just always noticed a shift I always noticed a difference um but it blows my mind when someone like you comes on doesn't know the questions and like you don't even take a moment to kind of let me think about this you know like it just <laughs> flows and it lands so perfectly and that was such a beautiful answer that just resonated with me so much so oh, I'm so glad can I share a funny little story yeah. about manifesting a house yeah. so when we had our, ch our children were younger they hadn't started school yet and the neighborhood we lived in had a horrible school and so we didn't want to stay in that house when our children started school. And we did some research and we found the neighborhood that we wanted to live in. And the houses were double our budget, just vastly unattainable for us. So we would drive from our neighborhood to the neighborhood we wanted to live in every night after dinner with our children. And we'd say, this is our new neighborhood. And we would take our evening walk around our new neighborhood. And we did this for years. And every time we would walk by a yellow house, I'd say to my husband, that's the one. And he'd be like, but it was that one. No, no it's this one. Every time we hit a yellow house, I would get this feeling like, oh, this is the one. And then later on, years later, when we moved and we settled on the house we were going to live in, a white house, but everything in my body, my kids' bodies, all of us were like, this is home. And I thought, well, I must have been wrong. My guides were telling me weird information. Something was off because it's not a yellow house. We found out later our house has been painted. And if you scrape away the white paint, I live in a yellow brick house. That Isn't is that crazy. So crazy. Oh my God. So even when it doesn't seem logical, don't yes. doubt those messages and those feelings that are coming oh. in because they are right. What an amazing story I love that I love that and I love that you guys did this not just for a week or a month but years right till yeah. you got the house mm -hmm. even though the house didn't look yellow seemingly right exactly oh. and that's why we have to focus on what we want and again our focus was that neighborhood Ooh. right but we really had to be open to it not being yellow we wanted a two-story house we live in a bungalow a one-story Right. So if you get too hung up on the details, what is for you will not find you. And isn't it though, like you walk into the house and like, oh my God, that's home. Like and yes. it doesn't matter that it's not two stories or whatever, but like it's it's like energetically, emotionally, you're like, this is it. 
Yes. This is what happened to us when we decided to move. We were talking about moving for years, usually my husband, and he wanted to move to the country. I'm like, we can't move to the country. I'm not a country girl. I'm a city girl, you know. And then all of a sudden it it's, it was kind of like we were talking about it, but it wasn't really because I guess he really wanted, I didn't want it. So it wasn't a conversation we had actively there. But then a couple of years ago around Christmas, the conversation started to intensify where we started looking at houses and areas and driving and, you know, and then I just kept saying this place likes entrance and I've never been to this place, right? But it started coming up. Our friends moved here. My best friend got engaged in Lakes Entrance out of all places. Now, this place is about four hours, three hours out of Melbourne where we live. Okay. Never been here. And so it was really interesting because we – I was just saying, can you check houses? And they said, no, 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 they're going to be really expensive, right? I'm like, let's just check. And we were checking. There wasn't actually anything there. So we were going to um, go into this other town that's 30 kilometers from here. And we were like, okay, houses are there. We can afford it. It's still closed, you know. At that stage, still haven't been here. And then we went camping beginning of last year to um Cape Codron, which is like probably an hour, hour and a bit out of where we are now. And his family used to go there all the time. So we've been there, but we usually drive outside of this town. So we never actually went through. And on our way back, we're like, let's go through like Entrance. I just want to see what it's like. We drove through and all of us were like, oh my God, we want to live here. Like we, this is the place, right? We drove through, we didn't even stop. We just drove through. So we were looking at houses and it was interesting because the houses that we're looking at, I said to Ryan, I don't want a project house. I want a house that's already done. And we went and we saw some great houses, some houses that were finished, some houses, you know, but there was always something like, nah, let's keep looking. And then we walked into this house, this house is a project house okay (laughs) of course it is (laughs) it is a project house but we walked through it and we couldn't we couldn't I can't even explain to you it's like we stopped we stepped into another dimension like I was like oh my god this is a house and he was like that as well I was like this is our house and Mel it's just again it doesn't make sense logically it is a project house we're not We're not people who like to do houses up. We're trying to be now, but we're not. Um, So seemingly it didn't make sense. Again, it had all the cons that I put logically on a list, but there's something here about this place. And every morning I look out my window, I can see three bodies of water. I can see two lakes and, and the ocean. Right. And, I feel like we've got birds that are tapping on the window because Ryan trained them to come and get seats. I'm like, this is the happiest I have ever been. Like every time we drive down the hill to take kids to school, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I live here. We've lived here now for over a year and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe this isn't just a holiday house. So the feelings that we have, even though logically the house didn't tick the boxes that I wanted in here, it is amazing it is like you know like your house it's not the two-story that you've ticked on because that would make sense right for yeah. a bigger family but the feeling I just go like oh this is everything here everything and that's exactly what I was talking about when you're trying to manifest you don't look at the house you call in the feeling mm. because yes. what yes. you have is exactly what you wanted you just didn't know it came in that package Yes, yes. My mind couldn't have conceived it. I would have, and and the fact that we even went into this house, right? Like, because it didn't have, and it's just the energy or anything. It's just beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So now I have another question for you. Okay. You're a spiritual practitioner. I'm a spiritual practitioner. Um, I did mediumship two years ago with this beautiful teacher and her approach was in the circles to use a lot of visualization so she was telling us you already have to see yourself as you know this medium you get evidence you get you know it brings through spirit easily and I really like that approach because that was also the the part of me where um you know like this manifesting was you know my thing um 
what do you think about feeling or visualizing that you can already do something that you yet can't, especially because I have a lot of listeners who are, you know, um, on their journey of wanting to open up their gifts, you know, whether they want to be psychics or tarot readers or mediums or energy healers, what would you say? I think I would say that once again, you already are that which you want to become. And if you don't see it now in your life, it's probably because you're not having a broad enough definition of what you want to be. So let me explain this to you a little bit better. I remember, so I've been talking to spirit my entire life. I had no idea that I was a medium until I was in my thirties. I didn't know that talking to spirit made you a medium. I had the idea that a medium was someone that did sessions and sat down and would invite in loved ones who had passed and would deliver messages. And that very small definition was what a medium was. And I remember I was getting a mediumship reading for myself. And this woman said, you know, you're a medium, right? And I laughed. No, I'm not a medium. I don't do what you do. And she's like, you can do what I do. And I'm like, but I don't. And it was like, literally, she just had to flick that switch that, oh my gosh, like I actually do talk to dead people. My entire life, I have been talking to dead people, but it took someone else to point that out to me that I was that which I wanted to be. Wow. So let's say you want to own a bakery and you think, oh, well, I can't do that. But you're cooking for your family every night. You're already exercising the skills you need to make your dream a reality. And this is the part where I said earlier, just because you can dream, it doesn't necessarily mean it's meant for you. But I do believe on some level that what you want, you will already have the skill set to create it. So rather than, again, looking outside to what do I have to learn? What course do I need to take? How do I call this in? It's looking inside. What have I already got present within me that is going to take me one step closer to that? And then when you look at it that way, you are the vibration of what you want to be. And repeating myself again, the universe brings more of what you are to you. It's less of having to work at it or to change or to become and more of a remembering of what you already are. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And you were talking to dead people and didn't consider yourself a medium. That is have we not had this conversation before? No, no, we did not. <laughs> How would you mean like talking like you would see them and talk or just yeah. in your wow. So I have always spoken to my guides. They have always walked me to school. I've always had conversations. I always, you know, listen <laughs> to their opinions. I didn't know that that wasn't normal. <laughs> I thought that every other kid walking to school walked with their guides and talked to them. And it wasn't until I was in high school. I was just the weird kid. I mean, it's so funny to me because I thought this is normal because you're a Catholic. Of course, you can talk to God and, and, you know, angels and stuff. That that was my thing. Yeah. And I had no religion growing up at all. No one talked about. I didn't think to ask. I just Mm. assumed that everybody did that. So it just it was a non-conversation. But then when I was in high school and I started doing tarot readings for my friends and telling them what their dead grandparents were saying, people were like, you know, that's not normal, right? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> what do you mean? Wow. You don't do that? Yeah. So again, I, and like, even after I started doing that, I didn't ever think of myself as a medium or a psychic, even though I could tell things that were going to happen. Never thought that I was a psychic. We put ourselves in these little boxes of what we are capable of. And most of the time we are capable of so much more than that. So anytime doubt comes up, like remind yourself of that. I love that, that we're all capable of it. And, And especially because we've been around, you know, 
for so many, many, many lifetimes. Um, mm -hmm. We've done this before. We've been everything at one point or another. Um, even And this is what I say even to my clients in the sessions. The fact that you're only getting here in this session two or three lifetimes, past lives, that's only because if they told you about all 500, I mean, first of all, we would be here, but you would be like, overwhelmed right yes. um same as with the star seats they tell me the original and then maybe a couple more but i go like you have been so many things it's just that your mind can take only so much information process it and then you know you might discover you also this or you have disabilities right um yes. so i love that you have validated this as well for us because um we are capable of so many different things and I and I think this is also important to remember when um you uh are in a session or trying to I don't know connect with your guides and they tell you yeah cool but do this practice first and you might think to yourself well it doesn't make sense how is that connected to what I want to call in or who I want to be you know um we don't have to understand, but it will evoke or integrate certain emotions or certain um, energies that you need in order to go down that path or have this or attract this, yeah. right? And I often see this, like this happened even to me through Lionsgate, and they said, just say yes to more things and they were telling me be more playful and stuff but I'm like oh and then like I'm having this conversation and this friend of mine is mentioning plunging plunging into cold water that's like I don't even go in summer into cold water or the <laughs> ocean when it's relatively okay but then before I could even think about this I am saying yeah cool I'll be there and it's like these you know, I mean, what it has done for me is amazing, but it's just, um, again, seemingly has nothing to do really, because to me that would not be playful. That would be frightening, horrible experience if I really sat down yeah. and thought about it. But it has now, and I can see how, and I can see the connections I'm making, the people I'm meeting, and then they bring out even more of that playfulness in me, and they're inviting me to be more creative and playful. So I can see the path unfolding because of that and how they're drawing mm -hmm. me more in. The plunging itself, again, if I had to sit and analyze, I would have said no. So I'm glad that somehow I said yes before I could even <laughs> change my mind. And then you got to show up and then you're there. So you got to plunge. Yeah. And I think it is, I'm not going to say easy, but it is easier to see those connections when you're so far down that path. Yeah. And the key is that we have to trust when we're at the beginning, right? And as you keep going and you keep trusting and you keep aligning and you keep calling in more of what you actually want to feel you will see those connections. And that's kind of like your little confirmation. You're on the right track. Keep going. Yeah. And I love it when we seemingly go off track, which I don't think we ever actually do, but we think we go off track and, oh, I've just taken three steps backwards and this is horrible. And I wasted this money or whatever the case is. And then, you know, a month or two later, you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. I had to do that. And I have yet to come to a place where I couldn't look back and make those connections. Like you're saying with the cold plunging, bringing you to the people who are making you feel lighter and want more fun. It's yes. always going to come for you, but you have to start taking those trusting steps first. Yes. And this is where we say even pay attention to the signs and symbols. Like I've got this little game that I like to share with, with my um clients I guess um or with anyone actually um you know ask them to show you three red dots and and then you know when they show you those three red dots don't go like oh yeah but these dots were always here I just never noticed <laughs> them or you know like these things um yeah I feel like you just gotta take like yes that's a sign you know um I've shared this I can't remember what I've shared this with you or in my group uh Mel but I actually did this exercise with my um with my with my members in in the group and I it's so funny I was driving at night and you know these um these poles that are white with the red stripe uh reflectors and they had the 
you know, they have that reflector light. So I was driving right. and I could see two red uh, circles, lights. I'm like, oh, there's two, right? And then as I get closer, I actually realized there were rectangles. And for a split of a second, my mind goes, does that count? Because it's a rectangle. And they're like, well, oh. what did you see first? Right? Yes. After yes. circles. And this is the, this is where, and I shared this with them. I'm like, even for me, there was this split of a second. I'm like, will this count? Because it's actually a rectangle. And they straight away told me, but what did you see first? I saw circles. Yes. I remember I did a similar experiment years ago and it was asking to show me purple cars because how often do you see purple cars? And this one day I got in my car and I drove from my house to the chiropractor, which is a 30 minute drive. And I saw like 27 purple cars. Oh. I'm not kidding you. And I was like, where have all the purple cars been? <laughs> <laughs> they are right? there. Yes. And I don't see them anymore, but they really will show up when you are open and when to you ask, yeah. right? And when you trust yeah. and when you get an alignment, I mean, we have to, we have to meet the universe. Yeah. Cause isn't it like that 3d magic eye picture at first it's chaos, you yes. see but then you say, I want to see what's there. And then that pops out. You wanted to see the purple cast. You get to see the purple cast. It's like your focus is then there you go. And you can see out of this mishmash that you don't usually notice them there. They appear like these purple cars. Um, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. This one thing I want to say, those 3D pictures, I have not thought about or talked about in probably a decade. And I was talking about them yesterday. Oh, and I couldn't, I'm not kidding you. And I couldn't remember what they were called. And I was trying to explain it to a younger person who didn't <laughs> know what they were. And here you mention it in our conversation today. That is a sign that we are in alignment and on the right path from the universe, even though it's not specifically about manifesting, right? Like we will get those, we will get those signs, but you have to be open to how they come. I did not ask for you to talk about 3D pictures. (laughs) No, we didn't even... crazy oh eh? this is so crazy i've got goosebumps this is amazing uh, yeah. and sad for the younger ones who don't know what 3d because i know i i'm pretty exciting <laughs> they were like life back then i used yeah, I them to show that there is more i've got actually i had to purchase the book um because i go like sometimes on a computer it's hard to show but when i right. teach and i want to show this more behind the obvious uh, Mel, just one last question, because you work sure. with past lives, and mm-hmm. I want to know from you whether um, a past lives can affect um, a manifesting or what we call in, what we can call in, what we can't call in. Absolutely. On so many different levels, there could be, um, you know, a wound, a limiting belief, There could be, um, we talked last time about poverty vows. You could have taken a vow. Um, Oh my goodness. It could be so many things. I don't even know where to go with that. But absolutely, when we have experiences in other lifetimes, parallel lifetimes, other universes, if we don't fully heal that energy, it absolutely will follow us. Not as a punishment. I don't believe in, you know, if you do something bad, it's going to haunt you forever, but as an opportunity to learn something new. And that's something that you may want to consider if you are doing everything that we're talking about and really feeling stuck, like you can't get into alignment. It could be because in a past life, you promised to not be rich in this one. Or it could be because every time you work so hard, someone took advantage of you. And so there is this underlying belief that I can't work hard because then something bad will happen. And maybe that shows up in chronic anxiety so that you can't take the steps necessary. That's amazing. So there's that as well. If you want to go, if you feel like you have a past life that is affecting you in this lifetime you can see Mel for that and um you have a beautiful session I've I've, I mean I've seen your you talk about it and um again if that you know if you're doing everything in this 
world, everything that we've talked about and it's not working still, or you you feel sometimes we just know there's something stuck there, um, then yes, maybe considering doing a past life session. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to add here or say before we wrap this up? No, the only thing that I just want to reiterate is that everyone absolutely has the ability to manifest what is meant for them, right? And I would just really encourage people to not ignore their ego desires because there's nothing wrong with them, but just to dig a little bit deeper. Why is it that I'm attracted to this house, to this car, this lifestyle, this job, this creation? And if you can go to those underlying layers of energy, of vibration, of emotion, you're going to open up so many more possibilities that you can manifest so much faster. I love that. Yes. 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 That's a perfect way to end this. So of course, uh, I'll, I'll link Mel up in the show notes so you can go and find Mel easily. Um, Is there anything that you wish to highlight Mel? No, I don't think so. If you're curious about me, come and take a look at my website, reach out. I love having authentic, heartfelt conversations. And, uh, but yeah, I really trust that people will be guided to where they need to be. Just like we're talking about today, right? Yeah. Oh my God. In the 3D picture, that was just mind blowing. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, beautiful listeners, um, I hope that you found this conversation today inspiring helpful hopefully it shifted something for you or made you realize something and uh, if you have any questions for myself or for Mel please reach out via all the links in the show notes you might be watching this on YouTube as well in which case everything should be below this video so on that note thank you Mel thank you for being a guest again Thank you, Kasha. I always love our conversations. Me too. Me too. And everyone else, till next week. Bye for now. <laughs>